Lots to get to on the show today. We're going to start with this, and you heard Eileen talking about it in the newscast. Today is International Overdose Awareness Day, the world's largest annual campaign to raise awareness of the opioid crisis and reduce stigma surrounding addiction. Now, since the province started tracking records six years ago, over 7,300 Albertans have died from a drug poisoning. Last year was the worst year on record for drug poisoning in Alberta with over 1,700 deaths. Between January and June of this year, 817 Albertans have died. Now, the push continues for the provincial and federal governments to do more and at the same time continue to work to reduce stigma and to support families. In Edmonton tonight, a memorial and candlelight vigil is going to be held, put on by Mums Stop the Harm and the Healing Heart Support Group. One of the organizers is our first guest this afternoon, Angela Wells. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Angela, it is, uh, it's got to be one of those days, an important one. The attention is shone uh, on the issue. Uh, you know, we get people talking about it, but it, but it has to be a, a tough day, for it is a tough day for a lot of folks out there uh, who have lost someone to a, an accidental drug overdose. It absolutely is a very difficult day and uh, for many families in, in Alberta we are you know losing five five loved ones every day um, and so uh, it's a difficult day but we hope that by having our memorial this evening and candlelight event that we will be raising awareness and we'll also have an opportunity for uh, those who are grieving and mourning to come together and um, be, be comforted and supported by, uh, by one another. Another. Angela, those numbers from 2021 are, are staggering. Now, the numbers appear to be coming down this year. Is there any good news to report on the opioid epidemic front at this point? Uh, not really. No. I mean, the numbers, as the government, you know, has celebrated over the last few weeks, uh, doesn't really mean anything. There's a variety of reasons why those numbers could be down. Uh, it could be that people are using um, opioid agonist treatments like Sublocade, um, and so uh, which is is a good treatment program for many, uh, and that could be one of the reasons why overdoses down. Um, the other reason could just be uh, different supply. The borders are open now. People are traveling a little bit more. And so the supply may not be as toxic as it once was. You know, the reality is that we are still losing far too many people yeah. uh, a year. And so, you know, the government needs to put more thought into harm reduction um, and, uh, you know, offering more than just abstinence-based treatment. And I wanted to ask you about that. I know that there's been, uh, you know, a call for the provincial government to do more, for the federal government to do, for the federal and the provincial governments to work together on, on programs. Uh, y you know, when you take a look around, uh, addiction treatment, mental health supports, uh, beds for treatment seem to be still sorely lacking uh, in this province. Are those all things that need to be addressed? 
Oh, absolutely, 100%. You know, uh, today is an important day for the over 30,000 people who have died since 2016 to uh, and their families to, to recognize today. And uh, when you look at a lot of the social media accounts, uh, there hasn't really been any um, effort to acknowledge today. Our Prime Minister has not acknowledged the day. Our Premier has not acknowledged the day. Um, and so it's very, very sad. It makes us realize that that, you know, this is not foremost on their agenda. Angela, what would a, a coordinated public health response do uh, when it comes to dealing with this crisis? Oh, I mean, the federal government has to lead the way. We need to, uh, you know, they need to, imp first of all, you know, declare a public health emergency, which the federal government has not done. Um, you know, we need decriminalization in a way that is actually a workable situation. BC has something in place, but it's uh, very minimal in terms of the fact that it's only for 2.5 grams of personal uh, possession. And that's not enough for a lot of people who actually use drugs on a daily basis 2.5 is not enough for them so there's a lot of things that need to be addressed and we need to be talking with people who actually use drugs and their families to coordinate um, you know uh, something that will actually work we need much more harm reduction services in place uh, my daughter was an 18-year-old young girl. She would not, you know, go to a supervised consumption site to to make sure that she used her drugs properly uh, the way they're set up now. We need clinics in every part of the city, every part of the country. Angela, I think there, you know, a lot of folks kind of, even when they scratch their head a little bit, when we talk about decriminalization, and I know that's, we, 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 this is just a, a part of it, but how would decriminalization help with the crisis? How would it save lives? Well, decriminalization would actually give people the opportunity to uh, not have a record. If you have a record, you can't get a job. You can't get housing. You can't, you know, there's a lot of things that you can't do without an address. You can't have anything. Where's, where, you know, so with, with, decriminalizing small possessions uh, of drugs on people it would keep them out of the court system as well which is strained the jails are not doing anything but um, making harder criminals and uh, you know people come out of jail after being in detox some of them there's also people dying in jail as well from um, tainted drugs so you know it it's um, it's a very difficult situation and I really do understand that that it's going to take some really bold and really innovative ideas to stop the deaths one is too many Angela, when when it comes to um, stigma, when it comes to uh, the people, when people think of of drug users, I think. Um, a lot of folks think of um, maybe someone that they see uh, walking in, in downtown Edmonton right now mm -hmm. or living on the mm -hmm. streets in, in downtown mm -hmm. Edmonton. And I think it's important to know that, um, yes, I mean, you know, some of those folks um, may be users, but users when it comes to those who have died by uh, drug poisoning, 
aren't on, they're not all on the streets. They're at house parties. They're in oh, neighborhoods absolutely. all across the city. There are kids who are yeah. starting university who might have gone to a party and said, hey, you yeah. know, we're looking for a party pill and get something more mm -hmm. than they expected. Isn't that the truth? Oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, people have been using drugs of all kinds for for a number of years. Um, professional use, use drugs, you know, kids use drugs, um, and, you know, some experience, experiment like we did when we were younger mm -hmm. and, you know, there wasn't the, you know, you weren't going to die if you use drugs. Um, and so we need to offer also um, a safer supply of drugs, you know, have a pharmaceutical supply so that you could go to the doctor, get a prescription of whatever it is that you need, um, pay for it through the drug system, and, and then at least you're secure that you're going to get mm. something that will not kill you, something that is laced with something that you did not intend to to use. And so, you know, and you're absolutely right. You know, society seems to think that, you know, it's the folks who are, you know, clearly of a community that is clearly marginalized, mm -hmm. who live downtown and and uh, because that's, uh, you know, that's what is reported on a lot of the times when you see that. But, you know, I mean, my daughter came from, you know, we were a middle class family. She was 18 years old. She had a beautiful life set out ahead of her. She wanted to continue her education and, and uh, become either a massage therapist or something to do with sports massage. Uh, she had two older siblings. We traveled. Uh, you know, she was, she had a home. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, she died from a drug poisoning. The other thing that, you know, a lot of people don't understand it, it, is addiction is not what's killing our, our loved ones right now. Uh, what is killing our loved ones is the toxic drug, uh -huh. drug supply and the bad drug policies that continue to uh, stigmatize them. Uh, you know, if anybody's interested, we have a couple of billboards up on 109th Street, just south of Jasper Avenue. And um, the photo on there show you know different faces there's about 40 40 loved ones on those billboards and they are your you know I don't want to say normal average but you know they are anybody's child anybody's child yeah, yeah. Um, you know I, I realized the other day that um, I needed to get a, a, a naloxone kit and learn how to use it um, right. and I, I think a lot of people are, are nervous about that or are thinking hey, it's not going to happen to me it's not going to happen to my family mm -hmm. why would I mm -hmm. why would I need that um, but I realized and it's important to note that there are you know hundreds upon hundreds of places across the city where you can get those at different pharmacies they'll teach you how to use it that is a really important um, well, it's a, a bit of a safety net there. Oh, absolutely. And we have naloxone training tonight at our event. Um, so anybody interested can can come down and pick up a kit and do the training. It's very easy. Um, I carry a naloxone kit in my car. I have one on uh, on me on, with in my purse. Um, and, uh, you know, you never know at this point, yeah. you know, who you will find. Yeah. Uh, we had one member of our organization, Mom Stop the Harm, who uh, does street outwork uh, downtown outreach downtown and uh 
she actually, uh, you know, performed uh, used naloxone on a member of her family. Wow. So, so it can happen at any time, at any place, and we really need to educate Albertans about the importance of having naloxone. It should be available in any community centre. Uh, it should be available in apartment buildings, uh, just like we have defibrillators. Angela Wells joining me this afternoon. Uh, the memorial and candlelight vigil will be held tonight at Victoria Park Site 6 here in Edmonton uh, at 6.30 this evening. And then tonight, the high-level bridge will be lit up in purple, uh, the official colour for International Overdose Awareness Day at about 9 o'clock tonight. Angela, thank you for the important conversation. Thank you very much, Jalen. Yeah, take care. Angela Wells joining us this afternoon. Coming up to 3.20, need to take a pause here. Back with more after this.